I want to start off reading a quote. I am always trying not to leave somebody behind. I want everyone to feel ownership of this, from PhD scholars to blue-collar workers, white, black, Hispanic, European, liberals, and conservatives, and have everyone feel like this is for me. There's going to be something that you love and something that challenges you. That quote is exactly how I feel about the You're Welcome podcast. It's how I felt about Dean Street Society, which I created nine years ago. And the quote is by my dad talking about the life's work program that he poured himself into that he shared in last week's episode. And I've never heard him say it in that way before. I wasn't aware that we really have that shared mission and vision. But it stood out to me so clearly when I read one of our recent reviews by Barb the shopkeeper that said it beautifully. She said, I knew I would like it. I just didn't know I would love it. Now my guilt for taking so long to review is huge. So here's the deal. This podcast is amazing and it isn't because I agree a hundred percent with her. In fact, I have a feeling we are a 75% match, but the intelligent reasoning and explaining gives me a hundred percent respect for her opinion. Plus, she talks fast, she's fun, and a total New Yorker at heart. Trust me, it's so worth your time. And Barb, truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for taking a little bit of your time to leave a review. But this idea of, I agree 75%, and yet I respect her opinion, is what I have been so richly blessed to experience from y'all in discussing more over this odd, brave new world of the global pandemic over the last month or so, specifically in Instagram comments and Instagram DMs, not the sentiment of, no, you're wrong, or I disagree. I am very disinterested in arguing. I'm very disinterested in being told that I'm wrong or telling someone else that they're wrong. I love, oh, that hasn't been my experience. Oh, you know, I hadn't thought about that. Not arguing, but empathy and vulnerability, I think that's where we grow because we're curious. We let it challenge us as in considering a new perspective rather than feeling challenged of I'm being told that I'm wrong. And you all are helping me grow because of that in this season with sharing so many of your disparate and different experiences that are different from mine, that are different from one another. And it's it's really helping me to hold space and shape the conversation for all the different nuances of what we're going through during this time. And I trust that today's episode, whether it speaks to exactly where you are at in this season or not, is one that sparks some ideas that are for you. Even if it's simply saying, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way before, but what comes up for me is fill in the blank. And of course, I want to hear from you what that is after the episode over on Instagram. Welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hello, my dear. Happy Wednesday. It is lovely to be hanging out with you here, and it has been truly lovely hanging out with you over on Instagram stories lately. We have been having some really beautiful conversations over there, and I'm just so grateful for your vulnerability and sharing what your different experiences are like right now in quarantine, the highs, the lows, um, and allowing me to be really vulnerable as well. 
that has just been such a beautiful space. And some of the conversations that we've had over there, I wanted to kind of coalesce into this broader conversation today. And I think back to last week's episode with my dad, which really had some beautiful, inspiring takeaways for anyone who uh, is an uh, entrepreneurial or a dreamer or a creative or has life aspirations or wishes they knew what their special sauce thing was to go and take a listen to that. But one of the things that he mentions towards the end is that he is so good at speaking and storytelling and he's written books and he'll have people ask him, why will you do an audiobook of these books? It would completely make sense. And I said to him, why have you not done the audiobook? And he paused and is like, uh, I don't know. And he's like, you know, I guess there's just too many balls in the air. And I said, as soon as you said, I don't know, I, I knew the answer. It was because we have more ideas and possibilities than there are hours in the day. And I have realized that this has come to the forefront for me during quarantine because myself and so many other people were beating ourselves up for what we aren't doing during this time. And we have lists in our head of even talking to my mother. I said, what did you do this weekend? And she sheepishly said, oh, not much. And I said, well, what, I, I mean, what would you, what would you have done that you didn't do? And she's like, well, you know, clean out the, clean out the closets. And I said, well, you know, what, how would life be different if you cleaned out the closets, like I thought about it more after I got off the phone with her and I said, I'm said to, said to Jeremy, I'm going to call her back. Actually, next, or next time we talk, I'm going to ask her more about this. How would your life be different if you cleaned out the closet? Would you be happier? Would you feel lighter? If, and if so, then why aren't you doing this? They're either the outcome is not compelling enough to do it, or there's just some other thing that is more compelling or the energy that it takes. You want it to be done, but you don't really think through the energy that it's going to take to get there. And so I've really been pondering for myself how many ideas I have, (laughs) so many guys in a day that fly through my head and that I'm like, I should do that. I should do that. I should do that. I thought, unless I get to the point where I have one idea left and I'm binging Netflix, okay, then yes, let's go and do that idea. But the reality is I'm not going to have the energy to get to all the ideas. And most of the ideas are not actually that meaningful to me. They're not actually that valuable to me, or I would go and do them. It's simply that I have so many ideas and then I allow the beauty and the magic of those ideas to become a negative and to be a source of shame and guilt and weight and make me feel like I'm being a worse person when that's purely a mental narrative shift of, yeah, I'm a person that has a lot of ideas. I've got a lot of good ideas. I mean, I'm not going to do most of them, but yeah, there's just a lot of great ideas up there in my brain. Good, good for you, brain. Another good idea. You know, we're not going to get to all of them, but they're they're just good ideas. And I noticed this on Saturday morning. Uh, Jeremy was out, I think, on a bike ride, and I was journaling, and I just kind of noticed I have not told myself this morning that I should do anything. 
I told myself one should, which is we filmed a video for my niece whose seventh birthday was on Friday. And then I got tired on Friday night and I didn't edit it together. So I was like, I should do that to get it to her before it gets too late. That was the should that was going through my head. But I was aware it was only one should. And on a normal weekday morning lately, I've got a lot of shoulds. I should meditate. I should pray. I should journal. I should be done meditating and praying and journaling so I can get to breakfast because I should be done by this time because I should work out. So because I should start writing or uh, writing the book or moving forward with a new course at this time. And I have all of these shoulds running through my head and I just appreciated. I'm not going to should myself today, this Saturday. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And Jeremy and I had a, sort of a plan for the weekend. We rented a car. We are still here in Phoenix. Um, and for those of you who uh, are not uh, up to date on Instagram. And uh, we do not have a car here. We have bikes. I mean, let's be honest, guys. Where are we going? To the grocery store. We're not going anywhere. And we can walk or bike to the Walmart. So we're fine. But we had decided to rent a car. We had a couple things we wanted to do this weekend. Things being going to like the Sprouts for some food things we can't get at Walmart and we can't bike to the Sprout. Uh, we were going to just drive around and listen to music because that sounded like a fun new thing to do. We were going to drive someplace to go on a hike that is too far for us. Um, and we we rented the car for this purpose. We spent money on the car. Uh, by the way, we get it. We found a place where you don't have to interact with any humans and get in the car. And then Jeremy like Lysol wipes down the entire car um, so that we feel like it's safe. And he gets the car and I'm just saying to him by Saturday afternoon, I just don't really feel like going grocery shopping. I don't really feel like going on a, on a drive. I don't really feel like hiking. He's like, yeah, me either. So we just didn't take advantage of the car on, on Saturday. And then same thing on Sunday. I said, I, I know we should go grocery shopping. We should take advantage of the car. He's like, yeah, I don't really feel like doing it either. Like, I don't really feel like forcing myself. And I said, okay, so are we all right that we might pay? Because you had to keep it from Sunday, from Saturday to Monday because they're closed on Sunday. I said, are we okay that we're going to pay more to keep it for one more night on Monday and go to the grocery store then? And he was like, yeah. And I said, okay. I'm good with that. You know, I think there is so much we can't control right now. And there's a lot of shoulds that I am putting on myself. And if we just want to have a should-free weekend and be like, you know what? If the worst thing is we spent an extra 50 bucks to keep the car, you know, we don't do that every day. Okay, let's just give ourselves extra grace in that time. And so I really started thinking all of these shoulds that fly around in my brain, what do I do about them? And I've given my students an activity to do on this that I have not fully done myself. I've done it sometimes in the past, but I, I got to self-coach myself a lot of times, guys. And so I said to myself, okay, you have done this in the past and it is helpful. Why do you not do it all the time? You need to be doing it more, which is simply writing down a list, getting the things out of your head and onto some place that is going to be a consistent place for you. Now, to me, let's say you write these down on pieces of paper, and now you just have pieces of paper all around your house with all these notes. Well, the purpose of getting it out of your head and written down is so your brain can exhale. Your brain right now is trying to help you remember. It is anxious about you forgetting. So it is swirling up that anxiety. It is tapping you on the inside. Excuse me, just don't want you to forget. I just, I just, you know, remember you wanted to remember that thing. And when I write them down for me, I use my uh, same project management software that I use at work. It's called Asana. And 
I will pick up my phone and just brain dump any idea in there. If I realize that we need more latex gloves from Amazon, I will put it on there. If I, you know, think of a, uh, if if I see an article that I want to save for the book, I will just put it in there. So I just brain dump everything onto here. And then within my Asana, I have a, a item that is personal next and business next. And I just drag everything down in there under subtasks that are other little ideas. I have one for the book. Just drag any little tiny, it could be a tiny little phrase. It could be a podcast episode I listen to, just something I want to remember. And I drop it in there. And what I realized, I think one of my air, my open loops, so to speak, are ideas that I have for Instagram. Something, a conversation I want to have with you guys. Something one of you said in a DM that I think, okay, this this is something we should discuss more broadly. Or I have photos or I have videos. I mean, I have stuff that I, I took back in Mexico that I haven't edited together. And I realized, all right, that I don't have a clear place for. I start taking notes on my notes app, but it's not consistent. And so it feels like a messy space in my mental house. So I'm committing to you today that it is on my to-do list to do a brain dump in Asana where my other places are and get it out of my brain. And then within that list, I prioritize. And I already have this of my business and my personal. I've got all these personal ideas. And sometimes I will go through and say, okay, if I was to get five or 10 of these done, which would be the top ones on the list? And there are things that have been on the list for so long. Things like uh, get my wedding rings made bigger. Guys, my wedding rings are a little too tight. I have to like work really hard to push them on. I'd like to get them made larger. I have not actually made my legal last name Rushford Collier. So it's not on my passport. And, you know, we, we aren't using it for travel documents. I would like to legally change my name since I got legally married um, a year and a half ago now, <laughs> haven't gotten around to doing it. Uh, I would like to do something with the lace from my wedding dress. I kind of had the idea of maybe an ornament or something. I kind of want to part with my wedding dress, but I'm kind of struggling with it. So I thought if I could do something with the lace, I want to put together our wedding album. I mean, I am sure that this is sparking ideas for all of you of all the things in your head that you're like, yes, I've said that I want to finish the baby book and I want to put together a scrapbook for every year of my kid's life. And I want to organize my file cabinet and I want to and we have all these lists of things but I have to ask myself and the, the the wedding album one was the new one that just popped up this weekend I had not thought about that in so long it's not on the list I think maybe it took me so long just to get our our wedding up on the blog that there was just other things that were the the first priority and so I don't know that that ever was a real conscious thought And it popped up out of nowhere this weekend. Why now? Why now am I worried about having a wedding album? And I thought, okay, this keeps rattling around in my brain because it's just not written down. And I need to ask myself, what if I didn't do that? I mean, even if it was, I know why I want to do it. Because when I went over to my friend Will and Allie's one time, it was so nice to go through their wedding album because I wasn't friends with them when they got married. They got married back in Kansas City before they moved to New York. And it was so fun to like get to see their day and it made them happy to get to share their day. Yeah, it'd be a lovely thing to do. I know the website that I want to use. It really shouldn't be that hard because you just do it all right there on the internet, you know? Like you don't have to print anything off and get glue these days. So it really should be simple. And I've already spent all the... I mean, God, obviously we can go through all the reasons we want to do it, all the reasons it should be simple, it shouldn't take a lot of time. And yet, 
how many things do I have to decide between on a Saturday of what it is that I want to do and really acknowledging how many of these things, like what would happen if I didn't do that? What would happen if 10 years from now, my legal name, my legal last name was still just Rushford? No one really cares. It's the name on my email. It's the name on my Instagram, Rushford Collier. You know, like it's the name on, on mail that we get to our house. Amazon doesn't care that it's not my legal last name. <laughs> Why does it really matter, you know? So there, there can become this sense of, it is all within my mind that I have come up with all of these ideas and I am putting pressure on myself for not getting them done. So many of them do not actually matter to other people. They just matter to me. So I am making my own self miserable with my own self. And what is this insanity? And I think it's really coming to the surface right now for a lot of us. One thing that I saw come up in our DM conversations is in the four areas of life that, I, that I'm hearing us discuss, which is productivity, creativity, rest, and connection. Those are just the four things you have replied to me mentioning that you feel unsatisfied in one of those areas. You feel disappointed with where you're at in your productivity, creativity, rest, or connection. And it's like we feel like in one or all of those areas, we should be feeling like an eight. You know, I, I... I don't have a commute or I got laid off from my job or, you know, I don't have kids at home like some of these other people do. So I should be more productive during this time, right? I have more time than ever before. So I should be more creative. I'm not traveling for work. I'm not out late with social commitments. I, I should be more rested. I'm FaceTiming and I'm having Zooms and I know I'm so blessed to have that. I should feel more connected. And we go back to the should that in our mind, we've decided we should be at a eight out of 10, let's say, in that area. And the truth is we're feeling like a four out of 10. And so now we have guilt and shame and disappointment and we're beating ourselves up. That, that Where did this idea come from? And I think First off, we need to remember that beneath everything right now, for many of us, there is a low-grade level of anxiety. And I can even find myself discounting this a little bit because I'm like, well, but the apex in New York happened sooner than we thought, and it was lower than we thought. And the death predictions you know, here in the, in the U.S. are lower than we thought, and, and social distancing is working. And, you know... All, all we're being asked to do is stay at home. Like my life is really not that hard right now. And I can kind of dismiss, you don't really have that much to feel sad and bad and anxious about. You know, like you're fine. And I think on the one hand, that can be a healthy thought, but there also is that balance of, right, but there still is a global pandemic. It's like something out of a movie that most of us have not lived through. And we are hiding in our homes even though we are so blessed that our homes have Wi-Fi and our homes have running water for, I am assuming, most people who are listening to this podcast, and not everyone in the world has that. Like, But it's still bizarre. It's still not our normal experience. This is something we will talk about 50 years from now 
that we went through and experienced. There is still a lack of control. The lack of social plans and travel and the commute and all the things, even that maybe we are feeling good about, we didn't choose them. They, and we can't, we can't make a different choice. The choice is made for us. That feels weird. We are, most of us, used to having more choice and autonomy in the Western world. It was unplanned. We didn't say, you know what, I'm going to have this week of vacation and here's what I'm going to do during this time. It's not vacation, but we do have this extra time, but it doesn't really fall into, ooh, free free time, ooh, fun day, ooh, holiday. It sort of is this this in-between place that we just aren't familiar with. And so all of that leads to that shaky foundation that is more draining than we realize. So from that place, your your brain is not as rested. My brother-in-law was like, I just feel like I should be more rested. And I was saying this to him, like you've got all of this underneath. It's not simply that you're not commuting every day and that you're not traveling. There are other things that we need to acknowledge. But I think the biggest thing that I personally am wrestling with that is tied into this shoulds is the reality that I do not believe I am alone, that I think many of us, we have made time the enemy. We have told ourselves, if only I had more time, I would fill in the blank. And I really want to acknowledge here, I know half of my audience, you have less time during this because you've got kids at home and half of you have more time. And even those of you with kids at home, the days may be exhausting, but there are still some of you even within that that are like, right, but I still, I also used to juggle social plans or I used to juggle, you know, one of us being out of town from work, but, but not everyone has more time, but it, ballpark 50% of us do have more time than we've ever had before. And we realize we have said time is what is getting in my way of me being the kind of person I want to be of me living up to my full potential. So if now I have time and I'm still not doing the things I told myself I would do if only it weren't for that, you know, little stinker of time. I would be someone who gets the things done on my personal list and gets more done in my business and reads nonfiction books and calls my great aunt and all of these things. If I'm not doing it during this time, then what does that say about me? It forces me to confront that after many years of this long-held belief, time might not be the thing. Maybe it's me. Maybe I have all the time in the world and I still don't necessarily want to do these things that I have some idealization in my head that I would be a better person if I worked out and meditated and did yoga and read nonfiction books and all of these things. And I've said the time is the reason, but if now I have the time, what does it mean that I'm not doing it? And uh, spoiler alert, I don't have the answer yet, (laughs) but I am noticing a response I get in my DMs that is making me feel prickly when people tell me, don't beat yourself up or be gentle with yourself because I understand the heart, by the way, I understand that it's coming from a very sweet and kind place. But for me, 
that dismisses the opportunity for self-excavation and breakthrough. So rather than saying, don't beat yourself up, I would like to ask, why are you beating yourself up? Why are you telling yourself you should do this? Instead of just trying to be like, don't do it, don't do it, don't should yourself. That's just saying, don't think of a purple elephant. That doesn't change the reality that's there. And again, I have not figured this out for myself yet, but going into, you know, coming to the end of month one of quarantine on my end, I am wanting to say, what, what will I learn from this? How will I be different after this? What will I be grateful for in this time? Um, I don't want to say I don't want to miss the moment because, again, that puts more pressure on it. But I think really noticing what are the thoughts and feelings that are coming up that actually are not tied to the, the pandemic and the lack of control and the quarantine. I mean, yes, it's because of those things, but actually... I've said before that I have this daydream for myself of living in Bali and the kind of person that I would be because my life would just be more spacious. And no, this does not feel like Bali. I didn't choose it. It's not vacay. There's heavy things happening in the world. And yet the truth of I have more time and I am still just building up the list of all the shoulds And I'm just disappointed with who I am with all of this time. I think I would have had the same realization had there been no global pandemic. And instead, had I gone to spend six months in Bali. And yes, I would be on vacay. But on the other hand, it would have been more expensive. (laughs) So pros and cons. But I'm instead saying, here's the lesson that I think I would have learned in that. And what can I learn from it now? So that maybe I do still go to Bali, but I, I better understand more about myself when I get there. So I just want to say that I appreciate the language of, you know, we'll get through this. Don't beat yourself up. Be gentle. But I also want to invite you to, yes, to not beat yourself up, but to instead slow down and say, why am I feeling this way? What am I telling myself I should do? What would happen if I don't? Is this really a fundamental paradigm shift of the fact that I have more ideas than there are hours in the day? And back to that story at the top of my dad in his 70s saying, yeah, I still haven't recorded the audiobooks. And I don't know why. Realizing no matter what age you are here in 10 years or when, when we are you know, 87, we will still say, yeah, I, I never did that. I didn't get around to that because we have more ideas than we will ever make happen. And guys, I am, I am preaching this sermon to myself today <laughs> because why have we made that a bad thing? Why do we not just delight in that? Why does that not feel light? And can we rewire our brains a bit to lower the anxiety by saying, I'm going to write all this stuff down and I'm going to keep it in a list so it's not rattling around in my brain. And then I'm going to look at that list and, and make some decisions. I'm going to put a bunch of stuff lower. Just be like, yeah, that stuff isn't, isn't happening. So that I'm not my mom on a Saturday feeling like she should be cleaning out the closet. I mean, if the closet's the closet 10 years from now, is life really going to be that different? I mean, there's just some things like this that we need to realize. I'm the boss of me. <laughs> 
I'm the CEO of my life. I came up with this list of chores. Why am I now so upset at the boss who gave me the list? I need to take back that ownership and say, well, yes, eventually I, 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 I really should go to the grocery store. That is true. But even there, why? Well, because it costs more money to order in. Okay, well, what's the problem with spending more money ordering in? Well, ultimately, these are my long-term goals. Like You can walk yourself down that path and then get back to, all right, now I understand the value of getting off the couch and going to the grocery store. But just going round and round, I I feel like I'm just a petulant 12-year-old sometimes being like, you should, I don't want to, you should, I don't want (laughs) to. And it's like, well, let's unpack that. Why do you not want to? And I think if we have those more in-depth conversations with ourselves, instead of just saying to ourselves and one another, well, just be gentle with yourself. Well, just don't beat yourself up. That doesn't get us to any more depth. And I think that it can be a beautiful thing that comes out of this time that for years to come, might we have a bit different relationship with time, shoulds, guilt, our expectation of ourselves, the pressure that we put on ourselves and realize it wasn't because we had social commitments and it wasn't because we traveled for work. For some of us that we may be realizing we want less social commitments. We want less travel from work. We don't want to spend an hour and a half commuting. Some of us may realize we want more time, the time we have now, and we're going to make life changes for that. But there's also a lot of us for whom we're realizing actually it wasn't the time. I, I blamed time. It actually was what's happening within my mind. And it doesn't matter how much time I have, more or less, my mind is still there. And that's what I want to address in this season. So I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts on this. If you will pretty please screenshot this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories. If you feel that this will bless someone else from what I can see in my DMs, I am not alone. We are not alone. And this is a conversation that could so help your friends, family, and followers. If you would be so generous to share, uh, comment below my recent Instagram post so that we can have a dialogue where everyone can see instead of in DMs, which is just you and I. And thank you so much for just being in relationship over there. And I feel like we have just a really beautiful little tribe that I'm hearing from so many of you saying that uh, I am helping you to feel less alone and less crazy in this season and uh, right back at you. Because by all of us having this conversation, we are realizing that we are really having a shared experience and we are not um, in the depths of despair every moment and we are not just purely trying to pretend that everything is okay. Uh, We, as always here in Dean Street Society, we're living in the and and we're being honest about the hard things and we're celebrating the joyful things and we are trying to be just a little bit better version of ourselves, one tiny shift, one little degree at a time, day by day. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S. Something I'm loving lately is the creativity that is being bred from the constraint of this time. Two women that I'm going to link below have been doing beautiful things on Instagram, really inspiring me. Jamie Beck, who is a photographer from New York, who moved to the south of France with her family a couple years ago. Um, I'm sure you are shocked to know that I would resonate with her and her life. And she has started this beautiful movement of hashtag isolation creation, in which on the first day of isolation, she decided to 
create something every day and turn it into a print that she could sell. She lost all of her work overnight for all the brands that she flies all over the world shooting. Everything shut down and she wanted a way to create. She also wanted a way to create income. And so she got a little shop up and running and has sparked this movement. If you look at the hashtag, it is just so inspiring to see what people are home creating during this time for those for whom that is a beautiful outlet. And Crystal Bick, another friend of mine in New York, a style blogger, she has been doing all of these shoots by herself, not having a photographer to work with, doing them up on her roof. She has this hilarious Broadway series going with her dog Elvis that really just cracks me up and it's so delightful. While I am not in New York, seeing how someone who is in a small space, who is inside all the time, is just using the tools that she has at her disposal. And I am also loving this new product and program that I am creating for y'all. It was something that we had uh, slated. It had been an idea percolating for a long time. It's something I was planning on creating in the fall that just day by day started to really feel like now was the time to do it. And it is really exciting to have all of a sudden this fresh idea that I'm working on that feels so relevant and allows me to feel every day, even though right now I'm only doing it behind the scenes because it's not ready for you to utilize yet. I know that I'm helping. I know that I'm contributing. I know I'm doing the little that I can uh, with my hands, with my brain, and uh, feeling so inspired by seeing others that are doing the same. So whether it simply brings you joy to follow along and see these women, whether it brings you hope and excitement to know that that new program is coming from me um, very soon, as soon as I can get it out there, I will put a link below where you can get on the waiting list so you will be the first to be notified about that and get more details when I am ready to share them, or whether it actually inspires you to do some small creative thing, um, make the most out of what you have, whether that is baking or drawing or jumping on the TikTok bandwagon with your family, uh, taking your hand to uh, writing or poetry or uh, interpretive dance, anything that um you can do simply in the space you have with the tools you have. And when this new product comes out, you will see that that is exactly what I am doing. I do not have a film crew here. I do not have fancy sound. I do not have a big wardrobe. And I'm using exactly what I have to create something that is going to uh, bless the world and bring me and you joy in the process. So I hope that that encourages you to take action of your own and also to enjoy a little bit of what's out there. I will see you back here next Wednesday with grace and gumption. Till next Wednesday. 